Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, is the subject. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud. And joining me once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's reliable, he's a workhorse, and I reckon he's great in a battle. Do you know what? He sounds an awful lot like a Blywing. It's Bly G11. <laughs> a Bly wing. I mean, I mean, every week you manage to do it, don't you, Matt? You absolute legend. You hear that? It sounds like a barrel being scraped, but we do it. Oh, mate, that barrel ain't just getting scraped, mate. That is pretty much getting removed and you're digging right beyond that. I have no nails left. Linking heck. How on earth are you, Jabba the Hud? You all right, gangster? Very well, mate. I'm coming into my favourite season, but what I will say is I've survived Lakeside on a Saturday afternoon, so Ooh. I'm so pleased to have come out the other end. How about you, mate? Oh, mate, that is the dream. Oh, dude, it's been a lovely weekend for me, spending most of it with family and friends. Can't nice. get much better. But I tell you what. It's a bit rainy outside. Autumn yes. is truly here. The pumpkin spice lattes at your favourite <laughs> coffee shop are a-flowing. But, 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 I tell you what I'm ready for. Do you know what I'm ready for, gangster? A pumpkin spice latte? That, of course, and to shoot the Galactic Breeze. Yes, so let's do what we always do. Let's do what we do best. Talk some Star Wars. What's happening in the galaxy, Bly and Numb? Right, okay. First up, guys. This week, it's a busy, 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 busy week. Mm-hmm. We're going to be chatting news, 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 news. But before we get on to news, we just want to give a cheeky shout out to our newest patrons. We got George with no surname, just George. But thank you so much, George. George, 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 George. You local boy, huh? Essex lad, gangster. Um, up next, we've got Josh Glover, who's famous for his art mm-hmm. on Instagram. Go check it and go check him out. Jay Glover Art. Absolutely amazing artwork. We got another patron there. And on top of that, we have a final patron, don't we, Matt? Who is Drumroll? Mr. Mr. Paul Buckle, the man who can absolutely kill an R2D2 tuxedo, is our latest patron. He signed up at the high ground tier. So mate, we appreciate that so much. And to you, Josh, and to you, George. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and we, we certainly hope you enjoy what we're going to put out. Thank you so much, guys. I mean, as of right now, uh, there's some bonus shows on there, so go have a look. But we'll check. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yep. Um, it's we're, we're working really hard. You guys are going to have like five out of five, ten out of ten, tasty, spicy, a juicy <laughs> content. We promise you. But on top of that, people... You come here, you want to listen to Star Wars news. And we have got so much Star Wars news. So In fact, much. so much. So <laughs> good. It's so much news that pretty much this show, people, is a news show. Yes. That's right. We don't have a main topic. We have so much news that the bulk of the show is going to be lots of news and lots of banter. So you ready to go for the first one, Matt? First point? Buckle up, baby. Buckle up, baby. I love it. MCU. Marvel Cinematic Universe, Overlord, Kevin Feige, 
is apparently developing a Star Wars movie. And this has been confirmed by multiple sources. It's pretty much a given. Listen, Kevin Feige, the dude has an impressive, impressive CV or resume, if you're an American. <laughs> the dude is responsible for the biggest food of all time, the biggest film of all time. <laughs> food of all time? <laughs> I've literally just come out of eating dinner, guys, right? So so I'm, I'm like a little bit out of breath here. I'm really excited. we got a lot of news to get through. I'm buzzing, Kevin right? So like, I'm sorry if there's, there's going to be a few accidents this week, people. But seriously, this, this dude is responsible for the biggest film of all time. On average... Okay, and I'm not I'm not always the biggest fan of you know average and mean and whatnot because I don't think it's always reflective. But on average, Marvel now pump out a film right, and every single one earns a billion dollars. That's much. un that's that's unheard of. It's that does ridiculous. not happen, right? Until Solo, that was like Star Wars territory. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Um, but now we got Marvel. It's 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 a big deal. The dude can connect up stories right that's what he does best mm -hmm. he can plan this massive universe and make everything connect up which is just incredible you know it helps the marvel obviously have a lot of source material yes um and and a lot of talent at their disposal and of course similar to star wars disney backing it financially mm -hmm. you know that helps big time okay so there are some facts for you guys okay uh, one final fact I'd like to add is Kevin Feige is a Star Wars guy. He is a massive, massive, massive Star Wars fan, right? Yeah. And I think that's good news. I think that's really good for the franchise, and it's and it's good news for us. Now, Matt, on to opinions. I'm going to let you take this one, mate. I want you to go first with your opinion on this slice of news, and then I'll go. Um, when I first heard it, I was very much like you. It's, it's a no-brainer. You've got one of well, one of the most powerful producers of all time in Hollywood, Kevin Feige, and you've got Kathleen Kennedy, one of the most powerful producers mm. in all of Hollywood, coming together. And yeah, like you like you say, Kevin Feige is a Star Wars nut. His passion, first and foremost, is Star Wars. He said that many times. So, my my opinion on this is at face mm. level, it's it's good news. It's you know Kevin Feige as a package. Has only bought success with with what he's done in the MCU. So there's nothing he there's nothing he brings which is bad. The MCU, a lot of the films have been uh, labelled formulaic, where they sort of follow a similar beat per film, and character development isn't always put forward. Whereas kind of whiz bang CGI and action is put to the front. Heck, we that would that work in a Star Wars movie for one film? Of course, yeah, absolutely, no problem with that whatsoever. Now, obviously, whether this going to undermine Kathleen Kennedy's position is another story. Is it just talent working with talent? It would seem so. Mm. There's now going to be seven Star Wars films potentially in the works. But for Feige, top level for me anyway, whilst it, it didn't bend my head like it did a lot of people, because I, I enjoy the MCU for what it is, but you know I'm not invested. But for the talent, I think it's a magnificent move. But how do I feel about it? You know, I think I think it's good news. There's nothing to me. There's nothing particularly negative about it. But that's me. What about you? No, listen. I mean, there are some people like out there absolutely hyping this as like the best decision Star Wars has made since uh, 1983. Mm -hmm. And you know, to call a spade a spade, it's not that, right? It mm -hmm. is not that. 
it's it's good news, yeah. but it's not it's not phenomenal, right? The guy is obviously, um, he, you know, he's talented. He's got all all the right stuff to 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 make a successful film. Um, now, I would like to know a bit more about you know where this will fit into the future of Star Wars, right? Yeah. Because as far as I'm concerned, Matt, right. This is another name now. Now, taking out of account Disney Plus stuff, because that all seems to be in together and really neat and tidy. Yeah. How many names have we got now involved in the future of Star Wars films and trilogies? You got Kevin Feige. You got D and D, right? The dudes yeah. who made uh, who, Game who created the Game of Thrones show, right? And now you got Ryan Johnson. And we've got okay. Michelle Rejwan heading all that. Let's not forget. So we've already yeah, got like precisely. a head of films, if you will. Exactly, exactly. So I would be really interested to see where Kevin fits into that. Is it just going to be a producing role? You know, I don't know. I don't know if that is going to be the case. I feel like that would be almost like a step back for him, right? He's an accomplished dude. However, I will say this. If this has been his dream to produce a Star Wars film, then, you know, those sort of opportunities don't come by at all for people. Yeah. Like, like people kind of forget this. Like, it is such a big deal for people in Hollywood, anyone in Hollywood, to be involved in a Star Wars film. You know, to have that on their on their uh, experience, on their CV, on their resume, on their LinkedIn profile, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But for him. I don't know. It must be for the love of the project. Or he's got a big, chunky, juicy role. And um, I would like a bit more clarity on what he's going to be doing. Now, hypothetically, if the dude is effectively playing chess with a bunch of chess pieces alongside Kathleen Kennedy um, and working and collaborating with um, with the D&D guys, is that Dave and who? Dave and Dan. Dave and Dan, thank you and Ryan Johnson, then, hey, you know, we might be onto something there, right? That might actually be a good idea. You've got your directors, and then you've got a dude, like, kind of influencing them, helping out with story, plotting some bits. You know, that could be really cool. That could be really cool. So, yeah, all in all, though, this is let, – let's use this illustration, right? Um, you've got a football team. I remember a few years ago, you know, I was playing FIFA – and when you had like Real, Real Madrid, right? Like a few, or you know, there's a, I, I wouldn't actually say there's a team with as much depth as Real Madrid like a few years ago. We're talking like mm-hmm. 2012, 2013 era, mm-hmm. like a few years ago, right? There was so much depth to that squad that if you were to swap out like a striker, midfielder, or a defender, you, don't lose any you, literally, you literally have a world class and not just quote unquote, well, you know, world class. No like the best of the best mm-hmm. on the, the bench ready to come on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, it, you know, this can't be, this, this isn't bad news. This is very good news. And it's solid news for the star Wars franchise. I just want a little bit more clarity on what he'll doing and the future of star Wars before we get too excited. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense. And because the Supreme leader of Disney, Alan Horn has confirmed this. He said, you know, it's happening, but when's it going to happen? We've got, like you mentioned, D and D are doing their stuff. We, you and I, kind of, we we differ on opinion when it comes to Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Because whereas you kind of, I think I remember last week you said, as of now, you're not too sure it's going to happen. I still think it is yeah. only because 
you know, he's been so vocal about it happening in the last few weeks. But where are we going to fit in this? Yep. So I agree with that. And I hope he's learnt a lot because a lot of his standalone films that he's produced or executive produced has have been quite frankly awful. But this was at the beginning of the millennium. He did, he did things like um, uh, Electra, The Punisher, which wasn't good. Man Thing, which is one of the worst films ever, yeah. things ever committed to film. So obviously since then, MCU's a different story. He would have learnt an awful lot. But I don't think it's a bad thing. But I, I agree. Where is it going to fit? Is it just going to be a one and done? Or is it a potential yeah. um, uh, audition? But I, don't, I mean, well, I don't think it needs to be because I think Kathleen Kennedy, for whatever, I know there's been their issues behind, with Rogue One, with Solo, and apparently the rift with J.J. and The Force Awakens, which doesn't seem to have materialised any further. But other than Solo, which Bob Iger has even come out and said, I take the fall for Solo. Other than Solo, Kathleen Kennedy's produced three of the biggest films of all time. Which have brought fans back. Yes, they. Yes, there has been some division, but is that all Kathleen Kennedy? Of course, it's not. So I think Kathleen Kennedy is doing a fine job. I mean, look at it this way. I mean, it's really funny you bring up Alan Horn, the mm-hmm. the Disney dude, right? I could see, you know, Alan Horn. I heard recently Alan Horn actually got dragged out of retirement for this mm. position recently, right? Or well, not recently, like a few years ago, yeah. right? Out of retirement. Um, You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Feige has been earmarked for a uh, role or job higher up in the Disney ranks. He's bought them enough money. And, yeah, he needs some more experience on a different project under a different franchise, maybe. (laughs) And then they'll move him up or something like that. That's kind of the vibe I get. Obviously, you know... I'm not all clued up on the Disney hierarchy and if there's a role like that available for yeah. him to kind of like aim for or whatnot. Um, but he's going to be moving up. That's, 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 you know, my thought process, but there we go. There we go. That That's my two pence. Um, but yeah, all, all in all good news. Good news. Yep. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And a couple of the MCU stars have already put their hand up excitedly to come along. Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, yeah. would love to do it. And get, <laughs> and of course, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, the $1 billion woman, has always wanted to be in a Star Wars film and imagine that imagine Ryan Johnson directing Brie Larson the internet would explode I wouldn't mind it one bit however so no yeah good news 23 films basically 23 billion dollars can't argue with that so uh mad mad so before we move on Kevin Feige as an as you know a thumbs up thumbs down ambivalent thumbs up thumbs up thumbs up Star Wars Sessions gives you a thumbs up Kevin you may continue you may pass go next bit of news we've got is another interesting bit of news good bit of news Deborah Chow has been earmarked and is set to direct the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And Deborah Chow's name, whilst may not be overly familiar to to lots of people, she has just finished working on The Mandalorian. So she's known within the walls of the Mouse House. Uh, she's been mm. called great at developing characters, and that's by Kathleen Kennedy. She actually said verbatim, we really wanted to select a director who's able to explore both the quiet determination and rich mystique of Obi-Wan in a way that felt folds seamlessly into the Star Wars saga. And then she says, based on her, this is Luke's word, phenomenal work developing our characters in Mandalorian, I'm abo confident Deborah is the right director to tell this story. That's all I need to hear. Phenomenal work developing characters in Mandalorian. They want to give quite determination and rich mystique to Obi-Wan. Now these are all buzzwords and phrases which we've all said we think 
it's going to happen. We think the Obi-Wan series is going to be more introspective, more character-based, less action, more more about the man and his psyche. It seems like Deborah Chow is going to be able to pull that out. And McGregor, Ewan McGregor, hello there, is the executive hello producer. There. So he'll be working alongside her in a, in a medium, but of course she'll have the final say, as she should do. Uh, she's also directed Mr. Robot with uh, Rami Malek, the Oscar-winning Rami Malek. Uh, the fantastic man in the high castle as well, and things like Better Call Saul and Jessica Jones. So she's absolutely got pedigree, and it's fantastic to see Deborah, a female, given a chance at this level to develop a high, uh, a high-profile Star Wars project. I'm all for this, and everything I've read about her and everything I've seen of hers, I've enjoyed. So bring it on. Mm, I think it's a great move. You look at. Deborah's um history again her CV resume her resume um resume <laughs> and yeah it's impressive better call Saul most like impressive. you know you said Mandal M- most impressive uh <laughs> Mandalorian um she seems really accomplished um and you know Lucasfilm seems to be really really confident with this one and you know what I am too I think it just feels right nothing screams out to me that this is super unusual and i can't wait to see what 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 is delivered here it's really nice to see you know the fruition of all of this actually happening you know ewan mcgregor (laughs) is on the platform you know saying yeah i'm obi-wan kenobi and i'm coming back to your tv screens you know (laughs) and you know we've now got a director honestly it's going to be great now here's a question matt yep it's uh, Star Wars Celebration 2020, Anaheim, August yep. next year. Obi-Wan trailer. We're going to get one? Any footage? What I think they're going to, because they said they're going to start shooting early 2020. The scripts are done. The story's done. The director's in yeah. place. I don't know. Obviously, we've got to get more casting details, but, you know, we can get that. I think I, I'm willing to I'm willing to put down a sportsman's wager that, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to see something there we're going to see. I think we'll. I think we'll get the like we got with the Mando. I think we'll get a poster, and I think we'll get off some first proper footage, like a, even if it's like a minute's worth of footage, because there's potentially this could be coming out in November next year. So bring it. Oh yeah, I think we we we. we I think yes, we will do. Do you yes. think that? So yeah, I I think that makes like a ton of sense personally, unless there's some sort of delays or something like that. But yeah, I, I think that's definitely going to happen. Um, I I'm I think you know celebration next year is all going to be about like. T- television like disney plus um maybe some announcements on future projects maybe some names yeah you know i think all the footage you're you're going to be looking at like when's mandalorian shooting mate do you know season two uh i don't know I mean, that, I don't that know would be top, i, don't I imagine that'll be early next head. year as well i imagine as well because um yeah Filo- not feloni favreau has written pretty much written most of it i think or at least he got the treatment ready for it so yeah i they, think it will start they know yeah. where it's going they know where it's going. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's really exciting too. It's just super good to see this sort of organization and like the Star Wars, the heart of Star Wars is like beating real good. It's real healthy and we're getting some good content. Um, and speaking of good content, speaking of <laughs> spicy content, ladies and gentlemen, we had a trailer drop this week um, or last week. Um, <laughs> Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order. Wow. Wow. This <laughs> it's coming, looks, man. It's nearly there. This looks spicy. There's going to be a week in November, people, where I swear I'm just going to be like, 
locked away <laughs> in my flat, in my apartment, just like, like just up to my eyeballs in Star Wars. Fully content. bearded. I, I cannot. Well, I can't really grow a beard, mate. <laughs> it's all patchy and horrible. Um, but listen, the trailer looks sick. It's nice to see um, some bosses in the trailer. Yep. We see this like. I don't know. It's just like rancor that like mixed with an owl it's, or something it's sort of the thing, like, and a bat. Chiradac is it actually? Is it is yeah, or, or the Gorgara or something like that? Oh, Gorgara. Okay, that sounds more Star Warsy. Chira, like Chiradactyl. That doesn't sound it's a Star dinosaur. Warsy. Yeah, Gorgara. Oh, Gorgara. Right, okay. That's more like it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chiridactyl, so that was an actual dinosaur like in, in the Matt and Luke world, not in a galaxy far, far away. Um, unless that's what I don't actually know. That, that, ain't, that both, may even be a, a galactic oh, it's thing. It's both canon. Chiridactyl. <laughs> yeah, thanks, it's that's, uh, thanks, Yeah, thanks, George. Um, it looks incredible, guys. Uh, we saw a little bit more gameplay. One of my favourite bits, this is really tiny, but um, Cow, isn't it, the main, the main yes. character in it? Yes, he's just like he's just like running forward, and he like l- like ignites his lightsaber like into this stormtrooper, like spears this stormtrooper yeah. with his lightsaber, and then does like a, the uh, he throws the lightsaber at another stormtrooper like to his right. It just looks so good. I'm just so buzzing to play a story based Star Wars game. It's been so long, and I know Battlefront Two had a campaign that lasted like. However long, like four hours yeah. or something. It was a good like, campaign, silly. but it was it, it was a good campaign. There's a but, yeah. Like, yeah, there's a but. It, it was just it felt all a little bit vanilla sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all in all, I am buzzing for this, and it looked phenomenal. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out on YouTube. Matt, drop me your thoughts on this bad boy. You know what I'm going to say. You know go what on, I'm going to say, go I, on, mate. This was this was this was smoking. This was. I really enjoyed this. The gameplay looks great. You say, you say you get to see some more of the bad guys, the bosses. We get to see the second sister even more. We get to hear her. And it definitely is embarrassed off you now, which is a shame. But she says this really boss line, which says, you can't save them. Yeah. Not from the Empire, yeah. not from the dark side, and not from me. She just sounds like she's coming to, you know, lay some fools out. And we see the ninth sister as well. This big sort of lumbering brute who was in, I think, one of the Vader comics. And the Inquisitors yes. look like they're going to be proper, you know, hard to beat. They're not just going to be fodder. I think, and we got to see um, Siri Dunda, which is Cal. I think you called him Kane last week, which is hilarious. But yeah, Cal Kessis is master. And also, <laughs> did you hear one yeah. bit as well? The first, uh, this actually leads on to a question I got for you. But at one point, when 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 the se- second our second sister says you can't save them, blah blah, not from the Empire. Do we hear Darth Vader's breathing? Oh. And secondly. Yes, Are we, we see Vader yes, in this in this game? Is Vader popping up? I'm thinking. Okay, two thoughts. Uh, hell yeah, we're gonna see Vader in <laughs> this game. See you later, Cal. Um, secondly, right? Okay, right. I, you've kind of like already answered my <laughs> question. Um, Cal. Obviously, this game is canon. Yeah, it's part of the Star Wars canon. This happened in the Star Wars universe. What will happen to Cal? Because you know he's not in any other Star Wars material. He's not in the original trilogy. He's not in Star Wars Rebels. You know, is he probably going to get killed off? And I don't know. Is there going to be like a send off at the end of the game, and that's when you complete the game or something like that? 
Uh, mm. Or does he like go do an Ezra and go through like the portals the or purgles, something? Yeah. <laughs> go through the weird like you know that rubbish. Um, <laughs> what are you what what are you thinking? I think Vader's going to skewer him like a kebab, a cow bab. He's going to. Oh. <laughs> I think Vader's going to take if if he's not getting out, or the be or the or the sec or he could go down with a second sister. I think either way he's mm. biting it in this, but. They might find a way to keep him in in the in the universe, but it, it, once you've got, once you realise you've got Ahsoka running around somewhere during the OT, you've got Ezra out there somewhere. Then if you have um Cal Kestis out there somewhere, you've got all these Jedi's and or Jedi, sorry, excuse me. And obviously you've got the rebellion is kind of falling apart at times. And they could probably really do with a Jedi's help. And you've got all these all these ones just chilling out there in the unknown regions with the space whales. You could think they'd come and help. So I can't see, I can't see any way that Cal Kestis survives. But I also said that of Ezra, Ezra Bridger, Ezra Bridger. So um, I think that I think he's, either Vader's going to have fun with him, or he's going to go down with the second sister. Because again, there's no Inquisitors during the original yeah. trilogy, so they've, they've all got to go as well. So uh, if he's going down, I think he's going to go down in a blaze of glory, though. So here's a question, right? My brother is absolutely pumped for this game, right? Shout out to James, shout out to Sir Cabbage yep. of Basildon Lot. Um <laughs> so he's he's not seen like the Rebel series from start to finish. He's seen a few um clips I've shown him. Right. Now the only thing I worry about, well not not worry, worry is a strong word, but I wonder how the game will introduce the Inquisitors, right? Because I I reckon they'll probably, and I, I don't even think it will be unreasonable to say this. I'd imagine there's going to be more people who will play this game than watch Star Wars Rebels. I mean, that's oh, yeah, I actually, it's so. is probably a similar amount, but you you know, there's a good chance that the crowd A, let's say the crowd of guys who uh, play the game, and crowd B, the people who watch who have watched Star Wars Rebels will be totally different crowds mm. and maybe like wouldn't have crossed paths. Um, and the only common factor being that they know the star Wars films and yeah. they're not super familiar with the whole canon. Um, I, do you think the game will do a decent job of in, introducing the inquisitors appropriately? Yeah, I think there's going to be a cut, a, a cut scene or something at the beginning of the game, maybe, um, maybe like a montage Ah, there's your word again. Montage of Order 66 or something. Well, actually, this is after Order 66. Yeah, it is. So maybe yeah, something, yeah. maybe they'll have like a flashback of Order 66 and then they'll have something of Vader or Sheev. Just set, just, just, just basically, you're not introducing them like um, on a catwalk, but saying, you know, send the Inquisitors, send the Jedi Hunters out to wipe the galaxy of this filth or something. All they need is like a, a one line or something. And that's it. They don't need to say, you know, send the Inquisitors who have been out on Star Wars Rebels and did this, this, and they have saber copters. What they've got to do is just basically refer to them as the Inquisitors as Jedi Hunters. And that's, I think that's all they've got to do, I think. But I think they will do, because like you say, so many people are gonna, who are just gamers are going to play this just because it's a, yeah. it's a single player uh, game. So single player Star Wars single player Star Wars no, game is, is such, a big deal. That's such a big deal. So that's I think, such yeah, a big they deal. They can't hang their hat on the idea that everyone's going to know who the Inquisitors are. Who there'll be other things as well, okay. like who's Saw Guerrero. I mean, they could just pass him off as an old, you know, terrorist in the game. But there's going to be lots of things which the terrorist. uninitiated <laughs> won't know. If you know what I mean, poor old Saw, oh, terrorist. Eh? So I think I think they <laughs> will do a good job. 
Um, okay. Another question. Yep. No, no, another question. No, not. Um, okay. The game begins, yep. and you're a young cow on a Jedi temple in Coruscant yep. during the Clone Wars. Likely, unlikely. What are you thinking? Um, I'd love something like that because I love all that lore stuff because I think it's great. This game's going to be a wicked addition to the lore and canon. Um, yeah. It'd be a good way to like... I don't see why not. Stuff like the controls, right? The controls, you, like you could learn, use yeah. this stick for walking around. Well, it's like a, tra- a training jump, type thing, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. That would be so sick. Or they, or cows with like his master during like the Clone Wars or something. I know we're getting some comic books like kind of I think they've started, covering I think, yeah. some of the material leading up to this. We've but had, a, cows we've had a few right? out about Siri, which is uh uh Cal's master. So she's got her own line and it's it's her relationship with her master and I don't know how far down the line they're gonna go, but they're already out and I haven't read any, but apparently they're quite good. Okay. I yeah, I, I, I think I think I'm leaning towards it's that's we're gonna see some like Clone Wars episode three era and Order sixty six happening. I get that. that feeling. I think we're gonna see that Order sixty six. So uh, what I'd like to see yeah. is Order sixty six, but not just what we saw in Revenge of the Sith, like uh, on other parts of the galaxy, so other planets and other yes. Jedi being slaughtered. Because yes. we know that Luke likes a good montage of death. If you listen to the first few yeah. shows, you'll get that. Um, so I think Beautiful I'd love to see that. Of death. Yeah, I'd love to see more Jedi getting slaughtered. <laughs> but I think I think no, I think we're going to because I've got to give some sort of backstory. We don't need ten, fifteen minutes of like a mini film explaining it. But I think we need something. Totally agree, mate. Totally agree. I cannot wait to play this game. I'm thinking cheeky little midnight rush down to Tesco mm. in Las Vegas and, and picking up a copy. I know a couple of geezers have already uh, pre-ordered it, um, but I cannot wait to play this game. I want to hold it in my hands. Like you, I fancy a little chip as well. Uh, it's, it'd be so much easier just to set the PS4 to download it, but... I don't know. I'm an old school. I love holding the physical media in my hand as well. So, yeah. Oh, big time. My, my, I'll, big time. I'll, I'll, I'll beep you if I drive past you. I think this is going to be great. Beep, beep. And I love also just on that, when they, they actually kind of give a, give a little bit of the story as well. When I think it's a second sister again, she says, he, as in Cal, he's searching for something, something very precious to the Empire. So they kind of actually give, they don't say what the story's about, but they, they, that's something. Cal is searching for something which the Empire yes. also wants. So there's a bit of what the story is. It's not just Cal hiding in plain sight and running away for 10 hours. He they, they, you know, they, they, he has to search for something and no idea what that could be. But I'm, I imagine it's going to tie into something bigger, but I thought that was pretty boss as well. So I, I, I cannot wait for this game. And that week is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be so beefy. Mandalorian, Fallen Order, Time off work, <laughs> a lot of junk food. It's going to be filth. It's going to be filth. And we're going to get Resistance Reborn as well with a new canon book, which they dropped it. A Daryl Ray book, Star Wars books, dropped a snippet today, which, speaking of beef, this was a this was pure tender. This was incredible. Brilliant Resistance Reborn snippet about General Leia basically saying nothing can save Ben Solo apart from Ben, and that's even if he wants to be saved. Basically was the... Wow. Was it? So, and Ray saying... Uh, Kylo wanted me to go with him, but I couldn't. Not didn't wow. or, or wouldn't. It was I couldn't. That book, which is basically set betw- in between TLJ and the Rise of Skywalker, I'm pumped for that because I'm a nerd. 
who likes reading, which is always mm. a good thing. But that little thing dropped today and uh, literally about an good. hour before we came online. So looking forward to that. But do you know what else is? Do you know what else is just pure meat? Go on, mate. Apart from a KFC bucket, but go other on. Than, other than that, or <laughs> <laughs> nothing beats a good KFC bucket or the floor of a McDonald's. Filth. Triple oh. Force Friday. The products have been revealed oh. in a live stream. I know that because I reminded Luke Bly that it was on. He watched it at work and I went home and forgot it was on. So that was me yeah. in a nutshell there. Man, we got so much. Firstly, I thought the live stream was great. Uh, Warwick Davis um, compared, hosted it in his own inimitable style. I love Warwick Davis. He's such a credit to the fandom. And it cut to, uh, for those who didn't see it, Anthony Carboni with different members of the cast of The Rise of Skywalker as they were unboxing and unveiling their own toys, so toys of themselves. And there is so much good stuff here. But, wasn't just a rise of Skywalker. No, it's not just called Triple Force Friday for a laugh. Jedi Fallen Order toys, the Mandalorian toys and merch. It there is so much good stuff in this. And I mean, before I, I even ask anything about what your favourite parts of that were, we just mentioned Jedi Fallen Order. Cameron Monaghan, who's playing Cal um, in that game, he was uh, he was pretty much first up. And he said something which was really, really sweet, I thought, when he said he hopes that Cal Kestis can be a kid's first Jedi, which I thought was awesome, because it's true, they're going to be, mm. there might be kids, maybe the game's too old for them, I don't know, but they're going to see Cal and think, wow, look at this dude, And because his hair is very similar, it's very like very well coiffed, like Luke's, in fact. So, they, so I love the fact that he's that <laughs> invested in the game, that, you know, he's already thinking ahead. There were some great moments in this. Daisy Ridley loves D.O. Oscar Isaac and Kerry Russell are great. My new dream team, my new stan, to use a youth phrase, Naomi Aki and Kelly Marie Tran. They were so much fun together. They were incredible. I loved them. I loved those so, guys. The question yeah. for you, matey, out of everything we saw, if, if I could give you a gift voucher now with all the money in the world on it, what's the first thing you're going to go and get from what you saw? Okay. This is going to be really random, okay? <laughs> to, of course. Well, it's not really because cause the whole thing is set up, but, but give me this. Let me have this, people. I fell in love. This is really weird. (laughs) I fell in love with the Dio droid. Yeah. That I I previously on this very podcast have said, like, I'm a bit skeptical about it. I think it looks stupid. Um, (laughs) And yet when I saw the toy, dude, I was like, I I want it. Daisy was all over that bad boy. I don't. Do I need it? No. Is it practical? No. Do I want it? Yes. Absolutely a good reason to buy it. Take take my money. <laughs> um, right, I'd have that bad boy. The Dio droid toy thing looks amazing. It looks amazing. And he seems really, really sweet. I really want, as well, who is the little, like, gangster uh, who sits on that, like, <laughs> yeah. But Jabba the Hutt, the little gangster. <laughs> Who is the little gangster who sits on the, um, I forgot the name of the animal in the Mandalorian poster. Oh, the Blurg. Um, yes. Oh, I can't remember. I think that's uh, like Nick Noel's character. Something. something like that, yeah. yeah. The Ugnaught guy. I want, dude, I want his pop vinyl. <laughs> I want that guy. Right. No, I, want, I, I, I want that pop vinyl. It looks so good. Are you saying that because incredible. you got a comic through the post this week? Well, <laughs> I mean... 
Maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're going to, I mean, Matt, let, we're going to be checking out this new line of merch real soon, right? But listen, it, there is so much cool stuff coming out of this. And it's just, it's so surreal. Like, I can't wait, right? This is, I don't mean this to sound like really weird, mm-hmm. right? But I can't wait to see like the next generation of kids playing with all these toys and stuff because that's just it's lovely to see and i think like the, i i really feel like they've really done a good job with this line of toys i think it's stronger than the last force friday yeah um and i think it's done it's it's going to be marketed or has been marketed in, in more of a clever way than than previous uh years I think the Force Awakens toy line, you know, that was always going to do well because yeah. it was the first time Star Wars was back in a decade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, they, I think they've done a really good job and the, and the toys look amazing. They look incredible. And just little things, you know, like Naomi Aki, like the first thing she said when she saw her um, yeah. pop vinyl of Janna, the character she's playing, was like, her hair, they got her hair yeah. right, you know? John Boyega also said the, the same thing. And the pop vinyls look incredible. The yeah. action figures look incredible. The outfits look incredible. Um, I'm just so excited. So excited. Um, obviously, nothing too spoilerific or nothing that gives away too much story. as we, And that's kind of be, to be expected course, yeah. in the first wave of figures. Because there's always wave. Um, there's like four waves in total, isn't there? Usually something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this, man. It looks spicy. Let me bounce that question back at you. You got you got a voucher, or it's I tell you what, I'm putting it on my credit card. I go, Matthias, go pick out pick pick out a bad boy bad boy toy. What are you gonna go pick out? Oh well, the Rose Tico Pop Funko Funko Pop did actually look really cool. Um, there was these things called um, <laughs> excuse my pronunciation, but they're uh, Koto Bakia. They were art effects kits, and they were like. Um, Star Wars statues. They're um, one seven kind of scale vignettes, and there was these this these two Sith troopers in one package. One's got a rifle, and the other one's basically got this massive mega blaster. So that looks the detail on they're they're about hundred quid. Basically, these things are each. They looked amazing. They looked so good. There's also one of BB-8 and Do, but they just looked so good. The kind of things so good. The kind of things that I'd have on my mantelpiece and fight to keep them there. It, that's what I'd get. The art, they're called the Art FX Plus kits. Uh, other than that, the the black, some of the Black Series action figures looked great. The Funko Pops, like you said, the Funko Pops. I've really there's smoke. Some of them are smoking. Like I mean, just you, you're getting everybody. I'd love a Lando one, the Rose one. I thought the Janna one looked great. Zori Bliss looks great. Poe yeah. Dameron. The ones yeah. I weren't overly yeah. keen on. Is and a couple of guys we're going to be speaking about in another story shortly. I didn't think I didn't think the Knights of Ren pops looked that great. I wasn't overly sold on yeah. those. I think they look a bit too matte, a bit not me like M A W T E. I thought they looked a bit. They looked okay. Everything else though, there was so much, and some of the vehicles, like the vintage collection vehicles, look awesome. Oh yeah, mate. And there was a, there was this little. Speaking of like spo- this was there was no spoilers, but there was some little geese called Bulio. With like these kind of like horns, like a little, a little um, character called Bulio, and nobody wanted to say Bulio. Yeah, Bulio, not Coolio, not Gangster's Paradise. Bulio. Uh, nobody wanted to talk too much about him. He's part of a Millennium Falcon set, but 
I got the impression he may be fairly, not integral to the entire saga, but I think he's going to have something to do in the wider wider picture of this film. A guy called Bulio. Check him out. But no, honestly, on the live stream, I mean, no, he had a silly name. And there's a geezer called Babu Frick, who's a small droid oh, builder yes. or repairer, who we think is going to be the one who built D.O. Or maybe he gives C-3PO those red eyes for it. But yeah, check out Sounds Bulio. Like a right little gangster. I know. Bulio and uh, Babu Frick coming uh, at you I on mean, a Friday night. Take... I mean, their sounds naughty. I'd I'd run away from them, run right into the kebab shop, hide in the corner. <laughs> um, no, it sounds sick. I mean, bear in mind the Force Awakens Falcon came with um, Kanja Club. <laughs> yeah, who? Tell that to tell that to Kanja Club. Um, Constable Zufio was so, all over that marketing. We never saw him in the film. Oh no, that was mental, wasn't it? That was absolutely. And that I can go get like his figure <laughs> down at the Entertainer in Basildon now right because kids are like who that who is this dude he's like he's not even in the film um yeah it, it's it all looks incredible right okay i'm going to ask you another thing as well here we go because i have not seen this officially pop up online right did you see the pop vinyl animation of lando and and ray on the falcon i didn't know i haven't seen that uh yeah i'm pretty sure this has not been like officially released it was just like played during the live stream um it's awesome if you can check it out go check it out because i've seen obviously seen the live stream since i must have just switched off for that it it, is literally like it's a it's a like animation Mm -hmm. like cartoon animation of a pop vinyl ray uh walking onto the falcon it looks like persona and Lando's on the Falcon, and BB-8 and Dio. Nice. And I get the impression from the way the video like kind of worked. I mean, it could be wrong because the likelihood is these guys have no idea of any plot information of Episode Nine. Mm. However, they could be told a few little tidbits, which is generally kind of what happens. You know, Dio seemed to be like Lando's droid. Right, That's which interesting. I thought was which, yeah, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I just kind of like got that impression a little bit, and I was like, Ray BBA, Dio, Lando. I was like, oh, okay, that's, and I thought it was really cool because Lando, Dio, Lando, Lando, right? Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm gonna put that out right now. I think there's a cheeky little uh, chance. That Dio is Monsieur Calrissian's droid. That's a good so show. There we go. We know Lando dude Naughty. does love a droid, so I, I have. I yeah, must have. True. I must have been slurping back some some decent tea during that because yeah, because I came home from work, sat down, he loves the tea. had a great. Oh, I do love my tea. Had a lovely meal, chilled out after a busy day, and then completely forgot to watch the live stream, which I knew Luke wasn't going to forget, but I thought. You know, for the show, just remind him, just because what kind of guy I am. I went and forgot. So I did actually, I caught up on this later. Um, so I'm glad I did, but I must have missed that. But yeah, I mean, the the, the Funko Pops, they've, they, I think the they, the Pop Vinyls, they've really stepped up. They've always been cool. They're those kind of things yep. which, when I look at them, I think, why would anyone collect those? But then I see them and think, I really want to collect those. Because I've got a couple in yeah. my, I've got a couple in my room. A Han Solo Force Awakens one. I love that one. But there's so many, even like Lieutenant Conics. Uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter, um, uh, Billy Lord, she's got one, which is great. Snow Troopers, so, it's so many on there. So I would, I mean, Force Friday from recording this is five, four days away. From the time of release is two days away. So 
you know, we're we're getting close now to all this stuff dropping. I'm really interested to see how well, you know, how many units get shifted on Fourth Friday. Certainly in the UK as well, if it, if it, if it takes off, because um, they've really, uh, they've really, I think, pulled out a lot of stock. They've done a good job. They've, they've they've done a good job. It's there's 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 no two ways about it. They've done a really good job. Yeah. I um. And okay, before we move on, I just want to see if you've noticed something. Stormtroopers and the Imperial troopers, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them seem to have this like writing and badge on their armor, like in the center of their armor on their chest piece. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Uh, no. Yeah. There's so there's this like. You've little good red there's this like <laughs> thank you um i haven't but i hear star <laughs> wars so you know but there's this like little red tiny almost like badge um and like urabesh writing it looks like in the middle of their in in the middle of their chest plate i thought oh okay that's like quite cool it looks really interesting so uh, yeah, I yeah, I see actually now yeah there is i've just had a little uh cheeky little googly yeah and there is yeah, that, yeah. Oh, what is that googly yeah, I know, right? I was Ooh. I was wondering if like anyone could whip up a cheeky Urabesh translator on it, but if anyone's out there, I don't know. Should shout us out, yeah. Right, okay. On to the next subject. New Mandalorian images dropped. People, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. First up, we dropped this spicy, beautiful, gorgeous, absolute painting of a poster on Instagram. The Mandalorian on what seems to be Tatooine. You got IG eleven there. You got the um lady, I can't remember the name of what's Carla Dune. Thank you so much, Matt. And our boy, my boy. I'm gonna call him Harry. Um <laughs> who's riding the riding the blog thing. Is it blog? It's called Blurg. We, we can call that Blurg. Sally. So when Harry met Blurg. Sally. <laughs> yeah, Blurg. there we go. Harry met Sally. Classic. I love that film. Um film. how delicious does that poster look, Matt? Mate, this is this is a like pure nerdgasm for the eyes. A guy called Brian Rude painted this. Brian Rude, you're an absolute legend, genius. This poster is immense. And if you don't know which one it is, it is a poster, like I said, it's a poster of all three of them with two sons in the background. There's TIE fighters swooping as well. The characters look smoking. Do you know what this looks like? This just looks like a tough poster. It just looks tough. It feels like a vintage yeah. like Star Wars yes, uh, book it does. poster or comic cover from years gone by. It looks... It, honestly, just it to look incredible. at it, it looks amazing. And I don't mean to sound, again, I use this phrase too much, but I don't mean to sound like a blind fanboy. But it's such a beautiful piece of art. I almost want, it, I almost want them to take away the words of the Mandalorian just so I can have yes. that image because it looks amazing. It kind of shows who... it Having um, Harry and Sally in there... Kind of makes me think that he's going to have a little <laughs> bit more to play because you've got Cara Dune, Bly G88, and you know the as of yet unnamed Mandalorian. They 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 are you know your poster boys and girls, and then we've got that geezer they're on the, the blog. Gang, they? They're yeah, going to be they're going to be the gang. They're, yeah, it's they're the three up front. The gang, 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 gang. They're the yeah. they're, they're, our, they're our gangsters. I think that that poster Gangster. is amazing. Yes, I, I mean big I can't time. give it any more adjective. I think it's amazing, but and I know a lot of you guys did. Thanks for all the comments. Everybody was given this. Complete buff yeah, out so of ten. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, we we basically put this onto Instagram and we asked you guys, like, I said, look, rate this bad boy poster out of ten, and literally we got tens, we got twenties, <laughs> we got twelve, we even got a twelve parsec from Dimsky. 
We've right? got some heart eyes. We, mate, we got some heart eyes out of 10. We got a 15 out of 10, and we got a 10. We got an 11. We got an 11. Like, people are going crazy over this. And you know what? They are bang on the money. Yeah, it looks are. absolutely gorgeous. It almost makes the next poster that came out. It's it's the poster of the Mandalorian just in, like, this white, blizzardy background, and there's, like, some sands, like, at the bottom half. Yep. It almost makes that one, like, underwhelming. Like, it looks good, but it's, like, it's good, but, but it's not I, right. I look at that. I look at that and then I go back to the one with like all the Mandem on it and I'm like, oh my gosh. That <laughs> is that plural incredible. for Mandalorian? Mandem? Yeah, Mandem Mandalorian, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, straight up. Oh, um yeah, so the it. so the other poster I wasn't I wasn't crazy about, it, it was all right. Um the main poster, oh my word, delicious. Oh, now yeah. we got one more image and this came through um IGN. Yeah. Right? And it's our boy the Mandalorian piloting the Razor Crest. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. This show just looks unbelievable. Like, it, it just looks the quality of this shot. Like, if you told me 10 years ago this was a shot from a Star Wars TV show, oh, no, yeah. I would, I would be, I would be like crying. It, this looks incredible. This looks absolutely incredible. It's just simple, and it just screams Star Warsy. I dig it. Then what, what's not to love? What's not no, to love? You're right. Hype levels are through the roof. If you told me this was from a TV show ten years ago, I'd take your shoe off and beat you with it because I wouldn't believe you because yeah. that looks great. That other poster, it's just a purely cool looking poster. Do you know what I mean? It just looks cool. It, it, it gives yeah. me that kind of mystery, and it just accentuates that this guy is a lone gunfighter. The the the, the Razor Crest shot. Is exactly the same to me. That looks like a single seater uh, uh, ship. There doesn't seem to be a co-pilot seat in that. Again, this guy is a lone ranger. He doesn't need nobody. He doesn't need no scrubs. He's he is what he is. Yeah. So I, I thought that looked great. And he don't need no scrubs. Keep going. <laughs> uh, I'm, scrubs is a Mandalorian. Don't need you in his life, no sir. <laughs> <laughs> sign me up cow sign me up bosh yeah cow if you're listening please don't take him away from me um i think it look i think it looks great we don't know what we don't know what type of ship the razor crest is doesn't really matter because it looks awesome it's a filthy ship it, well, i will say it's though a filthy ship in all in all the right ways it's, it, it, it certainly does look grubby he's flying yeah. with a helmet on it's not very good for visibility is it surely Come on. That's true, actually. Like, um, Django didn't fly with a helmet on, did he? Nope. Or um, Boba, little Boba took his, his off. Um, mm. Yeah, everybody took their helmet off, yeah. Come on. Uh, obviously, we know why he hasn't taken it off, because it's the, man, it's the mystique of the point. Mando, but it's not very good for visibility. I'm to look left and, and right. It's, and it's, again, we, we, we've not seen, like, Pedro Pascal just as, like, the Mandalorian without the helmet. Yeah, not in any we? official kind of shots, no, yeah. Hmm. Okay, go. that's interesting. But apart from that, it doesn't really give much else away. It just looks gorgeous. Just like loads of Mando spice dropping on us. It just makes me slightly more aggrieved that hashtag cheeky Mandos for the lads. We're not getting it in November as of yet, unless we can pull something out of the bag. But um, uh, if you want to hear what we say, uh, we're, we're actually appearing in a fanzine by uh, Sacred Something by Kara. Check it out. It's dropping in the next few weeks. Our thoughts are in there, specifically on what's the controversy surrounding the Disney Plus not bothering with the UK. So check that out. But I mm. I think, yeah, these pictures look great. I cannot, I generally cannot wait. 
I, I said months ago that I, I think my hype for the Mando is higher than the Rise of Skywalker. That was before we had any kind of footage for the Rise of Skywalker or anything like that. But even with the footage and everything we've got since then, I am still just as pumped for this. It's, if, 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 if I'm not more pumped for this, I'm just as excited for the Mando as I am for the end of the Skywalker saga. You tell me that this time last year, I, I'm telling you you're wrong. That a TV mm. series could get me just as excited as the final film in a 40-year story. But it's true. This I, I generally can't wait for the Mandalorian. So just it's come incredible. On, it looks come incredible. It, it looks incredible. Looks incredible. Uh, something which uh, something which wasn't incredible. George Lucas. We've just heard him on the show. In fact, thanks for coming along, George. But uh, oh yeah, he, no worries. He, well, I hope you still feel that way after this. But he felt George Lucas felt betrayed <laughs> by the new Star Wars trilogy, according to Bob Iger, in uh, which came out of his memoir. Um, I'm not quite sure what it's called, but riding with Iger, I'd like it to be called. But basically, in a nutshell, Bob Iger says that when they bought uh, Lucasfilm from George, they also bought the treatments for three new films from George. He stated many times that there was no contractual or legal obligation to use those stories, but they bought them as part of the package. Now, when they sat down and spoke to George about The Force Awakens and what their story was, George apparently got a little bit upset that they weren't using his story. Bob Iger, Bob Liger, goes on to say many times that there was no contract here. <laughs> Got to get you in there. There's no contract here. But George, st- George still felt betrayed. And maybe they could have handled this differently because there was an unnecessarily rocky start to their relationship. Lucas then saw The Force Awakens. And Bob Iger then said he didn't hide his disappointment. George said there's nothing new. In each of the films he's, he did, there was something new. There was new worlds, new stories, new characters, new technologies. He said about The Force Awakens, there wasn't enough visual or technical leap forwards, uh, which Bob Iger actually agreed with. But then Bob says something which we all know. He wasn't appreciating the pressure, George, that Disney and Lucasfilm now were under to give ardent fans a film that felt quintessentially Star Wars. Star Wars fans have backlashed against Star Wars because of George's prequels. I think that's fair to say, whether it's right or wrong. Hands down, uh, In this new Disney era, if you will, the new Lucasfilm, they gave us something which felt yeah, quintessentially Star Wars. And George didn't like it. And I mean, George Lucas, I, you know, I worship the ground a man walks on. He can say as he pleases, as long as he's not bitter. Because he gave us this, he gave us this world and these stories. But I mean, George also wanted to go full midichlorian and dive into that side of things in his new trilogy. The very thing most fans, you know, cried about when we're in uproar about. Now, would that, that was going to be the saviour of Star Wars? The thing that everybody hated? Don't, you know, pull the other one. Don't give me that. I, George Lucas was given $4 billion. Yes, he donated a large amount of it to charity. George was given $4 billion to feel betrayed. So how do I say this without sounding out of line? But, you know, forgive me for not feeling overly upset because there was a nice cushion there. And there was... But I said, yeah. and I, nobody's ever come out and said that, you know, Lucasfilm and Disney were obligated to use these. If, if there was a contractual... Something in the contract was stated, you have to use these stories. And they just thought, not going to bother. That's out of line. Yeah. But it was carte blanche. They could do whatever they wanted. And since then, George has been on set for every film. He's been to every major convention or theme park launch. So is this... I'll ask you. Is this just old news resurfacing at a bad time? I'm going to open up with this thought. Okay. What on earth was Bob Iger thinking? Yes, that's Releasing true. this book this side of episode nine what 
on earth was the bloke thinking? I have no clue. I have no clue. However, I think it's, I think you can take this and and look at this from various viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do I understand George's feelings and sentiments? Yes, I do. I totally get them. George sold, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest things in his entire life to Disney. Bear in mind that George is on record saying he trusted no other company with Star mm-hmm. Wars. He trusted Disney with Star and Wars, right? And, and Kathleen Kennedy. He, he was not going to sell it to anyone else. And he has a history of working with Disney on things like Star Tours anyway. Yes. Right? It was, he adored from, from you know, a relatively young age, George adored the Disney company and he adored Disneyland over in California, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He loved that place. He, he was like, it was magic. So George Lucas always had a strong respect and understanding for Disney, okay? Now, when it comes to all of the other information, let's look at some facts. Mm-hmm. What do we know about George's sequel trilogy? We know that Ray, or quote, Kira, yep. was a George Lucas concept. Mm-hmm. We know that, and this is a shock horror to a lot of people, Hermit Luke Skywalker was a George Lucas concept. That's right. Now, everything else starts to get a little blurry. Okay, we don't know exactly what was and wasn't taken from this from George's scripts. We know some of it was, and in fact, those that, that those points that were taken from his scripts are vital to the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Point in case being Ray the character, Luke Skywalker being a her, her hermit. Um, uh, I think, I think the Kylo Ren concept was, was George, but again, I don't know if him being a solo was, you know, there's a lot of ifs and buts. I think he wanted to look into Darth or Anakin Skywalker's grandkids. So I think he was kind of hinting that in his story, Kira and, you know, maybe whoever his version of Ben Solo was would be the grandkids and it would follow them. I think. Right. Yeah. And then that makes a lot of sense. And on top of that, we also know that George wanted to explore the midichlorians deeper into the journals of the wheels, yeah. okay? Dude, that is too complicated. I I, I really think it, it comes down to the magic word. Go on. Execution, drink. Execution, drink, 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 drink. Dab, 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 dab. <laughs> Execution, um, drink. Uh, but seriously, I think that would be seriously hard to pull off especially after the prequels. Yeah, exactly. And people, I think like these, like the, I, I've seen some people going crazy about this article and it's like, guys, do you not remember the prequels, the backlash, the same crowd that's going crazy mm-hmm. right now about this sort of thing, right? Whether they like it or not, and they're entitled to their opinion and I respect some yeah. of their opinions. And, and actually a few of them, I, I, I kind of agree with and I can see through, right? It's yeah. just, you know, and that doesn't mean my whole opinion is tarnished or my whole love of Star Wars is tarnished. I think the sequel trilogy and the standalone films have been phenomenal. I think the new canon has been phenomenal. Um, however, I feel like these are the same people that made George Lucas say, he said, why would I want to make any more Star Wars films when, when like, whatever I do, people are going to be cra- go crazy about it. Yeah. They're going to hate it, gonna say that mean. I raped their childhood. Mm-hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? Like why? And it's like, well, yeah, you guys drove George Lucas to do this because the truth is as well, George Lucas was responsible for a big company that employed a lot of people. And guess what? They weren't making any films. They weren't making any films. They had the Clone Wars TV series and like one film called like Goblins or something (laughs) lame that like brought in like no money. It, it, It was basically a declining and failing company. Okay, George thought, you know, this something needs to change. You know, there are I have thousands of people working for me, and like not really much happening. Mm -hmm. You know, something needs to change. And the truth is, George had a sequel trilogy in his head for decades, for decades, and he trusted that with Disney. However, I think Disney, you know, it's not perfect in places, and a lot of people, including myself and yourself, Matt. Acknowledge that The Force Awakens ain't perfect, but I think it was a solid move in bringing back Star Wars with a concrete foundation, yeah, a the, solid foundation move. that felt right. It was the only way that film was going to succeed, was bringing in the nostalgia fest, bringing in the way that, like, don't worry, Star Wars is in good hands. We get Star Wars, so on and so make forth. things right. Yeah, and, and that's not to say that, you know, we, we adored the prequel trilogy. Yeah. For, big for everything. Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith is a phenomenal film. It's one of the best Star Wars films, you know? But yeah, I, I mean, it's six of some, half a dozen of the other. I think this was stupid releasing any sort of information like this prior to episode nine. I'm, I'm just going to straight up say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was enough, a really yeah. silly, a, a, a really silly move. But however, the intention was probably good. You know, it's nice to see that Bob Iger is being so honest and transparent about these sort of things. I will say that. Um, And I kind of respect him for being very honest and transparent about it. It's actually quite nice. And it's probably rare to see in a CEO. But, you know, it's just timings aren't right. Timings aren't right. Um, But all in all, I'm not surprised. And like you said, you know, the dude has $4 billion and stocks and shares and merchandise and rights. Yeah. You know, the dude is like, come on, come on. He's doing all right. Like, he's doing all right. I know money isn't the be all and end all, but yeah. If if George was going to make that sequel trilogy, yeah, and it was being made and it was being released right now, people would be going mental. Of course. They would be going mental. Okay, that's just how it is. I would be all up for seeing George's trilogy. I, I again, I we will have our thoughts and love for George, and you know things we're not quite so keen on. But George Lucas created this world, which we are talking about, you know, fervently every week. So whatever George did, I'm a big, I'm a buyer, and I, I love that man. So I'm going to unequivocally say that right now. So let's move. Speaking of new films in the Disney, let's move on to the final big bit of news, and it was a big one. Came from all the way over here in the jolly uh, rainy United Kingdom. Empire Magazine, big fan of that magazine. They released new images from the rise of Skywalker. These uh, issues hit shelves on the 3rd of October. So this week, we've got a couple of new images. And I'm going to come out blazing straight away. I love the images. We've got five images all in. We've got an individual cover shot of Kylo, one of Rey. Together, their sabers are clashing. It looks boss. Mm. We've got a cover of them back to back, which is getting a lot of people hot under the collar. We've also got a shot of Kylo in a hangar with stormtroopers flying about behind him. And he looks like he's kind of using the force to balance himself as this kind of blue light is hitting into him, which we'll get into shortly. But then we've got, for a lot of people, we've got a money shot. Our first 
you know, real official look, if, I guess, other than the Vanity Fair shot, of the Knights of Ren, or at least kind of two of them and two in the background very they faded. Look, they look incredible. They look, can, you, can you hear someone in the background? I can. I'll just turn him up. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. It is just so good. See you later, mate. Thanks for popping in. So good. <laughs> Thank Danny you for that, Sexton mate. coming in with the goods. Coming in with the fire. I, I love these. So the indivi- the ones, the individual shots of Ray and Kylo, the best part about those, they the artwork's beautiful, but when they're pushed together, they're looking at each other clashing sabers. I love that. The back-to-back shot, I love, 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 love this shot. The colours give off, because it's blue and red, and of course you get the purple vibe as well with the blue in the background. Give off a real eighties, oh, real eighties vibe. What could it all mean? The Knights of Ren, those boys look menacing. They're shrouded in smoke. I'm telling you now, they've got a big part to play. I'm now dropping my idea. I think that they're going to be just another souped-up Fastmore Praetorian Guard. I think they've got a big part to play. And Kylo in the Star Destroyer. It looks like the Falcon or something's taken off. Judging by the way that the stormtroopers are being blasted away, so. Uh, you see these images, so there's five, but I mean, one of them's kind of like a joint cover. What did you think about this, man? Because, again, I, 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 oh, I think it's a great... so beautiful. It looks so beautiful. You know, this is just like JJ cinematography on it all over, and, and it's just like, it's all just marketing gold, mate. Yeah. Again, it doesn't, it doesn't like, it doesn't give off, like, <laughs> give away, like, anything. anything. And yet it tells us, it gives us like a vibe. It gives us a palette, a little taster, a little, oh, it, looks, oh, it tastes good. A little nom nom. tapas. How, you know, which, okay, which is your favourite image? Um, straight out of the, the f- covers, out of the covers, out of the covers, which one? Oh, the back-to-back one is my favourite. I love the individual ones. Uh, I think Ray oh, looks but... so cool. I love Daisy Ridley anyway, but the back-to-back one's great. You're spot on, man. Like, that's something you could literally frame. Yeah. And it looks so good. It looks incredible. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Thanks, um, uh, We got as well the Empire image of the Wren, Knights of Wren. Oh, look at those the bad lads boys. Knights of Wren. Look at them. Literally, b- before episode seven, imagine if you saw that before episode seven and you didn't know who the Knights of Wren were. And you didn't like. You wouldn't even necessarily think that was Star Wars, would you? You'd think like, "Oh, damn! Like, what's that?" It's kind of action film vibe. What sort of weird sci-fi film is yeah, that? It's yeah, squad he's got goals, the bullets on his belt and everything, and he's got like, oh, it looks incredible. It really does. They, they look beat up great. as well. Their helmets look all beat up and knackered as well, which I like. And they're all. One thing I did notice is like the the helmets all do have a similar style like a similar build style yeah, yeah. to like those obviously carlos has the most jazzy one um does now but well. then again and and also this is the first time uh for for episode nine we've seen kylo ren with his face um and he's and and his helmet in the same shot yeah yeah so he's hold he, he's actually holding his helmet um and how good does the hanger look that looks that proper, looks the Force Awakens hanger that does. Like you said, this has got JJ splooged all over it. This is, it, oh, like you said, it doesn't give anything away, but the shots just look good. I mean, like I say, what what does it all mean? What's, is Kylo using the Force? Is that to, to 
to stop himself from being blown back? Is that the Falcon? Is he trying to prevent the Falcon? Is that some sort of force of evil entering the frame? Not quite sure why the Stormtroopers would be blasted away if it was, but for me, it's the Falcon mm. blasting off. But, mate, just... Oh, God. And, then, I mean, Nick, because you've got Kylo with this funky new helmet with his um with his strawberry laces all, all inside it. I think that looks wicked. I, like, I actually like his helmet. At first, I thought, I'm not sure about the red. The more I see of it, I like it. It looks sick. I want to see it. so like that, like that Knights of Ren shot where it's like um, all grainy and like filmed up. I want to see it in that vibe. I know we saw it in the trailer with that hairy-handed geezer fixing it, but I want to see Kylo in it, wearing it. But I mean, look at those. Look at the Knights of Ren. Pablo Hidalgo came out came out on Twitter uh, this last twenty-four hours and said each of the Knights of Ren have a name. They're not like the Praetorian Guards wow. who are just faceless goons. They've all got a name which means they've all got some sort of story. So these guys are coming to bring wow. some proper spice. And get this right, the Empire covers, okay, the one with um, Kylo and Ray on it, like, separately. Yep. It says on there, it says, at the top, world exclusive, J.J. Abrams on the end of the Skywalker saga. Yep. Okay, now this is just something simple that, that I've noticed. It doesn't say world exclusive J.J. Abrams on The Rise of Skywalker, J.J. Abrams on Episode 9. Again, it's this re-emphasis. Yeah, good point. Telling us, telling us the fans, this is the end of the Skywalker saga, you know. And for a magazine, a big cinematic magazine like Empire that's sold, you know, around the globe. Love it. um, You know, that's a big deal. Again, they're telling us. Guys, this is the end of the Skywalker saga, episodes one to nine. You know, this is going to connect it all up. Um, I cannot wait I to how, see what happens here. And I love how Ray's got her The Force Awakens buns in her hair as well, so they've gone back to that visual style. I think, I think she looks, I think she looks smoking. I think Kylo looks boss. I, we've got less than three months now to go. It, feel, it doesn't feel right, but we're getting there ever so slow. We're going to see more images coming out, official ones, which is what we want, more and official images coming out. And I just everything just looks big now to me. And and one one last thing from from my end. Yep. Ray and Kylo back to back. That image. Yeah. You, you you're looking at it. Yeah. Lightning in the background. Oh, who could that be? Wag Wagwan with that. Where What's we going, going down with that? with that one, mate? mate what is it. is that? Palps? Is it the rainy weather? That's, that's, I don't that's, know. That's pure palps. That is. Do you reckon? That's palps. That, that, that's there, and, and they're kind of they're standing on water as well. Even there's, mm. there's splashes, which obviously we know they fight on the water. But that is that is a, a slice of Palpatine. That is. Oh, it looks. This is stunning. This is stunning. That back-to-back rain Kylo image. I think. That might be one of the most beautiful things Star Wars put out, and marketing material-wise, it just looks gorgeous. Yeah, this just that. looks. This is getting me so excited. I cannot wait, mate. I want to find out. Have anyone knows who drew that or who produced that piece of art? Do let us know. It is signed, but I can't make it out. So anyone knows, do let us know because I I love that. But yeah, give bring it on. We've got less than three months to go. The artwork, the everything's starting to ramp up now. So mate, we're we're on the final stretch now. The final stretch we are on. I cannot wait, dude. (laughs) Now, on a smaller note, uh, the Rise of the Resistance ride at Disneyland and Disney World got a sneak peek on Good Morning America. Um, But again, nothing major came from it. Um, it, it, But it was really cool. Check that out. It's on Instagram. It's on YouTube. Have a cheeky little look. 
Um, there's not really much to go into, really. I mean, there's <laughs> like much cooler news that's come out this week. Uh, am I right in saying that, it, Matt? Yeah, you know, it, that's he, not he didn't really see much. Say, what he did see looked cool, but it was more like a marketing video. But yeah, all, yeah. I'm all up for that. Yeah. And I think it looked cool. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. I'm, I'm feeling a bit parched after all that. We've just been speaking about stars for a long time. Shall we enter this fine-looking drink in a boat? Yeah, yes, the Bantina. Look at all these legends in there. There's, there's the Mandalorian. He's got his helmet on still. Take it off. You can't drink with that. He has got a straw, though. Bartender... A few shots of coaxium and some of that Kessel Spice. We're feeling it this time. With everything that's been going on this week, what did you, the best listeners in the galaxy, think of it all? We couldn't go a week without hearing from you guys. We don't want to. So, Luke, what did we get? Well, on Kevin Feige, Eric Ellison, Eilison, sorry, said... Blylison. <laughs> I think it's an awesome idea. He's a fantastic producer and he's brought some of the insane talent to... The MCU. It only seems logical he'd want to do the same with Star Wars. He also seems really interested in hanging out in the background while bringing new voices to the forefront. And I think that's exactly the direction we need. So stoked. And I am so stoked too, Eric. Yep. Good point, Eric. Bear with me. Gotta have a drink in the Bantina. Oh, you... Oh, you naughty boy. What are you drinking? <laughs> a blue moon again. Um, if anyone ever sees me at any of these conventions uh, or anywhere on in, in our podcast, do buy me a blue moon. I'm not begging, but I do enjoy one. So, <laughs> blue moon, mate. Uh, mate, I'm just on the water at the moment. I had some strawberry laces before the um, podcast, but that's about it. But man's going hard I'm, tonight. I, I, I know, right? I'm, I'm slacking. I'm slacking. Uh, I'll have this one. I'll have a few extra sips for you. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of beauty, from beautiful Canada, lovely country, uh, my good buddy Laura, uh, she spoke of Deborah Chow. She said her resume looks pretty good. Uh, I've seen some of the episodes she's directed of other shows and I've got no complaints. She has experience of working with a variety of big actors on big shows. I don't see any reason why she shouldn't be a great fit to direct the new Kenobi show. And Laura, we've spoken about this at, at length. I fully agree with you. Can't wait to see what Deborah brings to the uh, saga universe. Resume. <laughs> yeah, totally agree, Laura. Um, now, okay, let me take a deep breath. The legend that is Darth Barbie said this. Darth Barbie. The poster. The Darth Barbie. Um, the poster for The Rise of Skywalker that was just released looks very interesting. Being that we got a hint of Palpatine's laugh in the teaser trailer, I'm surprised to not see him on the cover. However, I am digging the Sith Troopers, and I can't wait to see them in action, as well as the Knights of Ren. I'd also like to point out that C-3PO has never looked better. Maybe in this film we will finally (laughs) take him seriously. As for the photos, the photo of Kylo that has been seen all over the internet as of recently, it's hard to tell what's really going on. But one funny theory is uh, I, I have is that he has somehow bought Palpat- he's brought Palpatine back. In the photo, he seems to be focusing on something. And I'd like to think he brought, pa- brought back Palpatine by a machine of some sort. And in the photo, it's a scene of which Palpatine blasts back to life as Kylo and the Stormtroopers are thrown back to his powerful force. Now, the Mandalorian poster, I was excited to see the release of the poster. I already can't wait to know these characters and their stories. A question I have for you, 
do you think the Skywalker family will play any role in the series? Right, fantastic comments, and really appreciate you, uh, sending that in, Darth Barbie, you legend. Um, to answer your question, no. <laughs> as, as, as there is, um, maybe a name drop, maybe, but I can't see. Um, or unless they have someone like I don't know, Greg Skywalker, who we haven't heard about, but I, yeah. I can't see them do it because that would be another recast job, which I think we're going to speak about later yeah. on. But what great! I can only think of Leia, and that's it. Yeah, but I guess, and even then, you've got to deal with the technology. And that's a stretch. Yeah, it's a stretch. But, I don't think it's happening. Maybe in season two yeah, or three yeah, or something. Yeah, I can see that maybe. Know. No, but thank you for that, Barbie. Thank you for that. All those points. We uh, we appreciate you, Barbie. Leg. Elsewhere, a troubled green said, "I just hope that at some point, Fallen Order turns into a book. I'm not a gamer, but it looks fire." To insert as 100 emoji here, and Captain Peanut said, "Fallen Order, can't yeah. wait." Yeah, Fallen Order looks spicy on another level. On the subject of Force Friday merch, Sacred Something by Kara says. Who is Babu Frick? <laughs> Lol, that's my only thoughts. And Eric Eilerson asked, as it is irresponsible to take out a personal loan to buy Funkos. Uh, is it irresponsible, sorry, to buy Funkos? Um, asking for a friend. Eric, no, it's not. You do that. Never. You go to HSBC right now and get that loan out, you naughty boy. Show us the pictures and show us your bank details so we can verify you've done it as well. Pete Hitman Hart said, all brilliant news. Golden age of Star Wars everywhere, which is something that Luke mentioned earlier on. And our new patron, local boy, George, said it was all just fire. King. Up next, Cami Mac said, it's more difficult to be excited about any reveals now until quality of what they represent is revealed. Yeah, good point. Perhaps this could shift with consistent triumphs, but I cannot reward the machine based on unknowns anymore. Uh, whereas Katie120 said... The Mandalorian merch looks hot, just like that cheeky Nando's, hashtag cheeky Mando's for the lads. Also, Kevin Feige has proved that he can help tell long and consistently epic stories over a time span of 10 years. So I definitely approve of this appointment. Good shout. Thank you, guys. Uh, Brock Bellinger. I think the Star Wars news this week was amazing. I'm excited that Kevin Feige is joining the Star Wars universe and cannot wait to see his upcoming film. The products available on Triple Force Friday look cool as well. And get this. This is an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. You better believe it, Brock, because I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a good time. Uh, Paul Buckle, our latest cheeky, naughty, King. legendary Patreon, uh, gave us this. Having just read the original interview George Lucas had with Charlie Rose in full, wow, page turner. It was not. It almost seems that mm, it almost seems that prior to the takeover of Lucasfilm, George had a positive attitude and drive to take on three more movies. But soon into the process with having issues with writers, lost heart, and Bob Iger was an easy out at the time. George's vision may have been a bit radical of a change from the original and sequel trilogy, pushing the story in a direction Disney may have felt was too far from what they and the public wanted. Can you imagine if they did follow this theme and people walked out of the cinema thinking, what was that about? Um, they wouldn't blame George. So a more retro film was made, which, love it or hate it, was the right way to go. 
I suppose for George, in a way, it's a bit like revisiting your childhood home and seeing the way someone else has redecorated the inside. It's the same place, but not quite right. Paul. This comment, mate, this comment is spot on. And I appreciate everything you've written down there. And I agree with everything you've said. I think the analogy of revisiting your childhood (laughs) home is perfect. Perfect. Well done, mate. Totally agree. Not just rocking an R two D two suit. He's bringing the he's bringing the fire as well. Yeah, good shout. I think you're right there. People wouldn't have blamed anyone, George, would they, if if he'd done these three films, whether they liked it or not. But I think that's a great shout. So, Paul, thank you, mate. And um, for our final written comment, we've got Eva Bizeo. What legend? The characters are his intellectual property. Speaking of George, Disney did Disney, which means they wanted to possibly reach a wider audience, trying to please everyone. Star Wars fans, unfortunately, are proving themselves to be rather... <sighs> Have a look at all the hatred on Twitter. That's not about the movie. It's people using their displeasure with life in general to attack others. And lines are being blurred. Uh, this is about a recent it- picture. Uh, Ivana Trump's little one has, just du- has the same right to be a fan as anyone else. True. Uh, if he did feel betrayed, it's just further evidence of his well-intentioned heart. George Lucas is an amazing person who pretty much single-handedly created a successful, enduring franchise. And again, spot on. Disney did what they had to do. They they created films, a film in The Force Awakens, which was accessible to everybody. Whether that was to the chagrin of the creator, it had to be done. But don't attack George Lucas. There's no need for that. George is, or anybody in fact, because it's faking is in space, let's not forget. But George is an amazing person mm. and he did give us this world. So we should always respect him for that. But uh, yeah, I agree. Disney did what they had to do. So... Thank you for that, Eva. Up next, our buddy, patron, all-round legend and king of Wales is Luke (laughs) Summerfield has a cheeky message for us. Well, where do I start? Jedi Fallen Order looks incredibly fun and I'm so glad that we actually get it on release date in the UK. But I hope one of the unlockable perks is not a helicopter lightsaber. As far as Triple Force Friday, I feel really flat. I've been asking UK retailers about launch events and they're all bloody clueless. Bring back Toys R Us. Why have the Force Friday reveal streaming from Pinewood Studios if we won't have the event here? Lego are the only ones who have confirmed an event on October 4th. Oh well, we might not get Triple Force Friday or The Mandalorian this year, but at least we get The Rise of Skywalker a day earlier. As for Kevin Feige, meh. Thank you, guys, and the Star Wars Sessioners. Pure execution. Snake 37, over and out. <laughs> King. Absolute legend, mate. There is so <laughs> much spice and Welsh flavour in that. Jedi Fallen Order, Triple Force Friday mentioned, Feige, and, uh, yeah, cheeky little Yoda laugh at the end, which is spicy. <laughs> Um, yeah, couldn't agree more. Jedi Fallen Order, absolutely buzzed for it. Triple Force Friday in the UK has fallen a little flat. I mean, Matt and I have had to reach out to people. I mean, you guys will hear about this pretty soon. Um, but no, nothing crazy or anything like that. But we've reached out to people. I know the main place for Triple Force Friday in the UK, I don't know about the US um, and whatnot, seems to be uh, the Entertainer Store. 
mm-hmm. um, and the Disney stores. So fortunately, we have both of those um, in Essex, a few of them. Um, but the, there seems to be only a few that are making like proper big deals out of it. So our nearest one is Lakeside. So Matt and I are going to be heading to Lakeside uh, for Triple Force Friday to cover some of that bad boy. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be hopefully a good buzz, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, if anyone happens to be in Essex and Lakeside on Friday, come check us out. We'll be the ones in the entertainer looking like Star Wars fans. We're the ones that look like us. You don't really hear too much about it over here, which is a shame. We know that there is something going to be happening, but what? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I'm interested in how many people actually turn up specifically for for Triple Force Friday to check out the Star Wars toys, because I'm interested in that. But without Toys R Us, they are kind of, there is like a void in the in the toy shop because Toys R Us would, would always made a big deal of it. So I, I agree with you there, Luke. So I'm interested about your thoughts on Kev- Kevin Feige was just, meh. It's interesting to see, mm-hmm. to hear somebody else say, you know, that they, it's just, meh, it's fine. Because we both kind of said it was good news, but you know, we'll, we'll wait to see what happened. But interesting on your thoughts there, Luke, mate, but I agree. Hopefully, I know Luke uh, Blywalker definitely agrees with this. Hopefully those sabercopters are nowhere near the Jedi Fallen Order game. Can you imagine if Cal oh. has to save himself by using a sabercopter? I would go mental, mate. I would go mental. What was Dave Filoni thinking, mate? What was Dave Filoni thinking? He'd be ha- he'd been having a bit too much spice, I think, on that one. So um, I I totally agree. Thank you for that, Luke. Make your uh, contributions always appreciated, as are everybody who gets in touch with us. So thank you. So and so we, we and the last voicemail we got was from Celine Jade. Uh, she sent us this little uh, banger. Hey guys, it's Celine. I was wondering how you guys were feeling about all of the new information for the Rise of Skywalker that we've been getting, and specifically how it seems to only be focusing on Rey and Kylo. They seem to really be building those two up to be the only people that we're supposed to care about leading up to the movie, and kind of ignoring the other characters a little bit. So I want to know what you think about that. Have a great show. Thank you, Celine. Uh, as you just heard, everything we thought about the marketing for the Rise of Skywalker, the new posters that released, we thought they were the bomb. But on your question, what do we think about Ray and Kylo pretty much being front and centre of everything? It's telling, I think. The supporting characters seem to be very much just that, supporting characters. Now, is that just because they are the, the uh, as Luke called them, the dual protagonists? They are the faces of the franchise going forward? Or is it simply because this is now their story? JJ acknowledges that. I don't know. I think it's telling. I think there's something to be seen there that nobody's really getting much attention other than those guys. Um, but what I will say is what we are seeing of the uh, supporting characters, I'm loving. Things like we mentioned Janna yeah. and that. Loving seeing Janna, all these new creatures coming out. Uh, Lando, of course, we know nothing about Lando's role. John Baiga looks the bomb in this. So, And Poe looks so hunky. So I'm... I think it's telling that those guys are front and centre. What do you think, mate? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. This is, I, I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, this sequel trilogy is a story of duality. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Ray and Kylo. And I can't wait to see how that, that, that kind of turns out. I don't think, in a, in a genius way, the marketing hasn't given a lot away. Yeah. You know, we're still kind of scratching our heads going, wow, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I think that's a good thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased. 
Yeah, nice. Well, thank you, Celine, for that. And yeah, we appreciate your comments every time. Should we talk a bit of Patreon quickly? Yeah, cheeky little Patreon update. Our patrons uh, have been at it again, bringing the heat. And we have a few more Patreon questions right here. Old Geranium Rose dropped this voice message for us. Hey, Luke and Matt. I was wondering, what's your favorite episode or episode arc from The Clone Wars? Thank you, Rose. Short and sweet. Nice. A bit like me. Uh, so, yeah, so, what are our favourite episode or episode arc from the Clone Wars? Um, I liked an episode called Rookies from Season 1, which is about Domino Squad protecting mm. the clone facilities. Basically, they get they get given a bit of indive- a bit of like development, and then they all get killed, basically, and you get Heavy's last stand. Lair of, Gr- <laughs> Lair of Grievous was great. I think that was good. For an arc, um, Yoda's journey in Season 6, where he saw the past and the present and premonitions of Revenge of the Sith and alternative realities and Darth Bane. I love that. Also, the war on Umbara, because it had that geezer called Pong Krell, one of the worst names ever, but Pong, uh, and Maul on Mandalore, which obviously his story with Obi-Wan as a teen, were some of my favourites. But as much as we... Uh, sorry, as much as I say I preferred Rebels to the Clone Wars, when, you, when I go back and think about it, there was so much good stuff in the Clone Wars. But that's me. What about you, my mm. man? For me, it was, um, I, I, again, I'm bad with the titles, um, but it was when there's an episode where the Trade Federation are like seizing this city and uh, they they have in place like this, um, like what what's the name for it, where they, a puppet the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, the, and the actual kings are imprisoned and stuff and Ahsoka and Anakin uh, train Saw Gerrera and then they infiltrate the city and it, like they managed to like take out the fake the puppet king yeah. reinstall the proper it, it, proper king it's incredible it's like a film uh, and i think it's over the course of like three episodes i, I need to remember what the name is because it's fantastic um yeah and I, I actually pop that on the old dvd sometimes if, if i'm not doing much and i just fancy uh, even listening to it in the background, I I, I love that that arc. Um, so that's definitely my favourite for the for arc for the Clone Wars. And apart from that, I love anything with Maul in it. I think Darth Maul's phenomenal in the Clone Wars. Yep. And Asajj Ventress, I actually really liked her in it. Uh, and and of course Count Dooku when he's in his pajamas, always yeah. good. Count Dooku in his pajamas, of course. Who doesn't like a bit Classic. of smooth Dooku after midnight? It's a bit like Dan Sexton after midnight. So I hope that answered your questions again. Rose, what are your favourite Clone Wars episodes and arcs? And that goes for all of you as well. But Rose, you tell us as well. Next up, we've got a guy. I'm aware of this guy. Sean Hudson, big brother. He'd like to say better looking. I beg to differ, but we'll see. Um, he gave us this question. If there was a standalone Luke Skywalker movie, or Luke Bly, co- uh, covering the times prior to A New Hope, or even covering Jedi training between movies, who would you pick to play the role? I thought the casting on Solo was 101% spot on. Mm-hmm. So who would you pick? Oh, it's a hard one because like, I'm, I'm not like yourself. I'm not like a Hollywood guy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like watch loads of films at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Sebastian Stan is kind of like flung about a lot and, yeah. and like with the right makeup, right hair, like the dude looks so much like a young Luke Skywalker. Yes. So much like a young Luke Skywalker. Um, other than that, I, you know, I, I, I'm really sorry, Sean. I struggle to even imagine anyone who could do the Luke role. And I think that Han Solo is different to Luke. 
However, I will say this one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Technically, there are two Luke Skywalker actors. (laughs) Um, One of them being the little baby that's in Revenge of the Sith and then obviously Mark Hamill. I think we're going to get a young Luke Skywalker in the Obi-Wan series. So I think it's going to be a child actor. A, a, a blue-eyed, blondish-looking farm boy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe he'll be. I think mathematically you can work it out. He'd be eight. He'd be eight, eight years, years old. After Sith. Yes, I think he would we, be, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll have an eight-year-old Luke Skywalker in the Obi-Wan series. I'm convinced of it. So I think there'll be a kid actor out there who will play him so for sure. Luke's calling it now. We're going to get a kid actor. Um, yeah, Sebastian Stan's the one everybody wants, and he does look an awful lot like Mark. So that's the obvious choice for a younger Luke. Only only a guy called Jacob Tremblay stands out. He was in a room with Brie Larson a couple of years ago, and he's been in some films recently, including things like Good Boys. A very good young actor, and I could see him playing a young Luke Skywalker. Uh, for a, he could get, I don't know, teenage, a teenager Luke could be played by Harry Styles, cut his hair a bit, he's just kind of like the same chin. Harry Styles is trying to make a name in acting. He was very good in Dunkirk. Uh, and if you're going to do Luke 15 to 20 years after Return of the Jedi, give someone like Alexander Skarsgård a chance. He's got. He's like a very sort of mm. grizzled guy, and he's got these intense eyes like Mark Hamill has. So beard him up, maybe get him to play it, and you just say that you know his beard covers a lot of his face, so just try to pass him off as him. So mm. I think Sebastian stands your man, but again, looking like somebody is one thing. You have to be able to pull off the mannerisms and the ticks that make the character so, which I think all Nair and I got right for the most part. Once, well, the further, certainly yes. the further that film, well, after twenty minutes or so, he got into it. He got the swagger. He got the sort of the, the, the sort of the cheeky smirk and the eyebrow and the the stance. It's it's about the attitude and behaviours yeah. of the character, yeah. not just looking and sounding like them. So, I can't think of anyone other than Sebastian Stan, only because he looks so much like him. But Jacob Tremblay, Alexander Skarsgård, Harry Styles, at any point during his life could probably um, jump in. I imagine people are screaming at me now for saying Harry Styles, but you know, he seems like a good guy. and He did a good job in Dunkirk, so that's what I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Uh, October is fast approaching. It's here, in fact, by the time we're listening to this. And whilst those leaves there are dropping, it's not the only thing that's going to be dropping. There's going to be new episodes of Jibber Jabber with Jabber the Hud. The journals of Luke Blywalker's coming out the traps. And podcasts as well, so get your ears ready. And if you want to listen as well, you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions for as little as $2 a month, which is less than the cost of a coffee for all that and more. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're going to MCM Comic Con London this October, then keep an eye out because we'll be there and we'll be roaming the convention floor with cameras and recording devices in hand. We'd love to meet all of you guys. So if you're going, just let us know on social media or drop us a cheeky email. Yep. Again, we'll be the ones that look an awful lot like us. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get you on the show live. Uh, so, um, finally now, before we move on to the game and the finale, should we hear a little poem from Curtis Smith? Let's do it. R2 faces the dilemma of a porg on his head. Blind spot. There's someone above whom I just cannot see, who seems to have taken up residency. No majestic eagle or head-pecking seagull do you think you could eat this thing, my friend Chewie? Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. 
R2D2 and Porgs, two of my two of my most favourite things in all of Star Wars. Star Wars. So yeah, the rise Star of Curtis. Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the rise of Curtis is at it again. Curtis, my man, thank you so much for that, and your talent knows no boundaries. Just a classic, isn't it? Always Star Wars. Always Curtis. Always a spicy legend. That's that's just how it happens. The top man. I wish I could be that man. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. And now to fi- to finish up, I know it's the worst part of the, the show when we've got to end, but this is the best part of the show because we have a little game, a quick little game we have to end. I'm hosting this time, and Luke, do you want to know what the game is this week? Absolutely, mate. Let's smash this out. This one is called The Rise of Skywalker over under i'm going to give you a scenario and a percentage and you've got to say whether the chances of that scenario happening are over or under the percentage mate oh okay 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 cool 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 let's go right dj cue the music over or under seven percent that george lucas has a cameo appearance somewhere in this movie (laughs) seven percent over going over wow 40 percent hayden christensen appears over. Seventy-five <laughs> percent that Hux isn't making it out of this movie. So he isn't going to move. He's going to like, he, oh, die in the film. Uh, over, over. You're, you're, you're killing off Hux. He's killing off Hux, guys. Um, I am. I am. Fifteen percent. Fifty. Sorry, five zero. Fifty percent that a Knight of Ren kills one of our heroes or supporting oh. heroes. Fifty-fifty, mate. What's it going to be? Over, over. Over 50% that Knights of Ren do something worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 25% that Batu is name dropped. Over. 10% that someone tells someone else the odds. <laughs> uh, over. <laughs> over 10%. Oh no. 30%. Finn isn't going to survive this movie. Oh, nah, under. He's got to live happily ever after with Ray, isn't he? That's it. I love John Boyega. You're not going anywhere. 60%. That we see another flashback of sorts. Oh, dude, over. Over. That's confidence, that is right there. This one's for me. 20%. 20%. We're going to see more porgs. <laughs> uh, over. There'll be a porg in the Falcon, I reckon. I really hope there is. 5%. For over under 5%. The Han Solo appears somehow. Oh. Ah. Uh, under. I think he'll be mentioned. So we're going to have a mention of Han Solo. 15% that foes, Finn and Rose, become official. Under every day. You know it's going to... It's all about um, Faye. It's all about Rin. 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 (laughs) 60% that Raylo becomes reality. And by that I mean Kylo and Rey become a couple. 60%. As as, As much as the internet wants this to happen, under... Under 60%. We've got two more, my man. 50%. 50% that Palpatine appears physically in the movie. Not a voice, not a over. spirit, not a ghost. Over. That over. is pure confidence. Over. It's, it's over the defence line and slam dunking it in the net. That's what it is. <laughs> and doing a cheeky dance at the end. Last one. Over or under 1%. That Claude... Ends up being the coolest character in the history of film. 
Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a uh, severed uh, space limb and uh, say that it's gonna be over, mate. Mate, I agree. This is, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the new craze, Claude Mania. Yeah, mate. People are gonna go mental for him. Claudastic. <laughs> that was sick, man. Good game. I like the under over thing. That is spicy. I came up with that at work yeah. today whilst I was working. <laughs> um, um, also, wanna, I just want to shout out that if there was a Luke Blywalker film made. Tom Cruise is playing Luke Bly. I've got to quickly shout that out now. Uh, classic. If if a Jabba the Hutt film was being made, no one would play him because <laughs> yeah. there's no there's there's no one good enough. Oh, what a nice guy. Good answer. Good swerve there as well. <laughs> there we go. Swerve. Swerve. <laughs> Unfortunately, guys, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. We're at episode number 32 now. But the fun doesn't end there. It never ends, does it? No one's ever really gone. So where can the world find us? Master Blywalker. They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or a cheeky message to our cheeky email address. SWS at whatwatchtonight.co.uk. That's S. WS at whatwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further from as little as $2 a month, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Uh, we're on Anchor FM, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, we're there. And if you love our show, please do consider leaving us a, a good review, a five star review, positive review on your podcast platform of choice because it, it just gets us out there and it really helps the show grow even more thanks to you guys. Yep, and please tell your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your local Mandalorian. Even if he wears a helmet while he drives, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the spicier. Tell your blurg. This is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, and I tell you next week's going to be a doozy, from me, it's see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes.